Hello and welcome to Empower to Empower Others Radio Show. This is your host, Valerie Morell, and I'm excited that you're with me today. We're going to share with you a word of encouragement, a word of empowerment, a word to motivate you to live your best life now. We want you to live life purposely. So get ready, get ready, get ready to receive all that we have for you today on Empower to Empower Others. I say greetings to each of you. Welcome to the show. This is Dr. Valerie Burrell, Apostle Val, your host for this segment. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to serve God. It's a beautiful thing to be an ambassador. My husband reminded us earlier today, we are ambassadors of the kingdom. It is a beautiful thing to be an ambassador and a spokesman for the kingdom of God to empower and enrich the lives of those who have an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say. And I am excited to share this thought with you all from the thought, a seed must die. Now get into that in just a few moments, but I want to take this time to thank our listeners. Thank you so much for the follows. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for the increased volume of listeners. I pray that is because the Spirit of God is speaking, and even as they are experiencing revival in the land, there is an increase in those who have an ear to hear. A seed must die. We're going to go straight to the Word. In Romans chapter 6, verses 11 to 14, the message reads this way. Could it be any clearer? Our only life was nailed to the cross with Christ. A decisive end to that sin-miserable life, no longer captive to sin's demands. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ, sin-conquering death, hallelujah, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal to the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him. But alive, he brings God down to us. From now on, Think of it this way. Woo. Sin speaks a dead language. That means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue. <clears throat> and you hang on every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. That means you must give sin a vote. Huh. You must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give in. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Throw yourself wholeheartedly and full time. 
Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under the old tyranny any longer in the freedom of God. Whoo! That's some power right there, listeners. That is some power right there. You're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. A seed must die. I'm not a big gardener. I have a a semi-green thumb in the right environment, a semi-green thumb, that my plants can thrive. They can live. I can cut off a branch and, you know, root it and plant it again. That's cutting off, rooting, and planting again. But there's something specific about the seed and how seed has so much potential in it. Often I look at apples. I'm one who loves apples, specific apples, you know, pink ladies, um, Fuji. They're some of my favorite apples. But I recognize that when I cut into the apple and I look at the seed, that I realize that I'm not looking at a seed, I'm looking at a tree. I'm looking at a tree inside my apple, but in that moment, it's called a seed. When you think about the significance of that seed of the apple, and that when that seed is separated from the flesh fruit of that apple and set apart for a season, and then that very seed is then put into fertile soil, that over time, that seed is going to bring forth life. It's going to sprout up and do a new thing. That new, that seed, after being placed in fertile soil, after a while won't even look like the seed that was planted. It won't even look like the apple that it came from, but it will be new. It will be new. And that's the significance of what it is the Spirit of God wants to share with us now. Is that for some of us, as we're continuing on this journey called life, endeavoring to be everything that God has called us to be, there is still some seed of sin that exists in us. You might say, Apostle Val, you ain't talking to me. I might not be talking to you. I might be talking to me. I might be talking to anybody who has an ear to hear and will be honest about how they are living their lives. There is residual. There is a seed of sin that still exists, whether it's in your heart, in your mind, in your mouth. That seed exists and the spirit of God is saying today, my brother and my sister, that seed must die. That seed must die. I'm going to go back to the word. In Romans 6, 11 through 14, again, I'm reading from the message. Verse 11 says, could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ. 
a decisive end to that sin miserable life, no longer captive to sin's demands. The sad truth is that as much as we are walking one way, talking one way, there are facets of our life that reveal that we are still responding to sin's demands. Now, it might not be a big sin. You might not be shacking. You might not be stealing. You might not be murdering. You you might not be doing embezzlement. You You might not be doing big things. You know, those things that get you on the news, those things that get you uh, TikTok famous. You might not be doing any of those things. But there are some sins that still exist that you're held captive to. Uh-uh, Apostle, no. No, I, I'm good. I I am good. I'm not doing that. I, I'm I'm not doing I'm not doing any of that. I hear you. I, I hear you. But envy Envy, jealousy, strife, confusion, carnality, evil work is still sin. Anything against God's word and God's plan, anything against what Holy Spirit is speaking, instructing, sin. And some of us are not doing the best job. And allowing that to die. The scripture says, what we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. (laughs) We also get included in his life-saving resurrection. When was the last time you died to the flesh and you allowed the Spirit of God to resurrect you? The Word tells us that we should die daily. Daily we should get up and endeavor to put our flesh under subjection so that the Spirit of God can lead and guide us in the way that God intends. We are included in his life-saving resurrection. How many of you remember your baptism? I know for me, I got baptized early as a child in vacation Bible school. I think I was age five. I got baptized because that was the thing that we did. Everybody in the primary class or the primary class up to the junior class, when vacation Bible school was over, we all got baptized. We all gave the preacher our hand. Did we know anything about having relationship? No. But we understood that the fundamental behind that baptism was that we have our sins washed away, buried, and then resurrected with the power of God. Now, because I didn't understand that as a child, I got baptized again in my 30s. Because I recognized then that as much as I had claimed Christ, 
and lived a way, not the way, but I lived a way, I recognized that there was more that God wanted for me and more that God wanted to do through me. But I had to be a vessel of honor. It wasn't enough for me to have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. I needed to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I needed to embrace Christ's sin-conquering death, what Jesus did on Calvary's Christ for me, and recognize that I have been included in his life-saving resurrection. This scripture tells us we know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. When that seed dies, it dies to bring forth new life. When the seed of sin dies in us, it allows us to be resurrected in Christ as a new creature. We talked about that earlier today in our Seeking Truth, about how old things have passed away and behold, all things become new in Christ. When we understand our relationship with him, when we are, are allowing our sin nature to die daily, that death, as people know it, is not how we know it. It's not how we understand it. We understand death to be the end of a particular behavior, a particular mindset, particular language. All of that sin nature, death to sin nature, brings about life with Christ. I need you to just capture that right there. Death to the seed called sin brings forth life. Life-saving resurrection in Christ. I love this word, especially in the message, because it makes it so clear. It says, from now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. It means nothing to you. Think about how sin is affecting your life. Think about the consequences that you have to deal with because of sin. Think about, think about the relationships that have been hindered because of sin. Think about the doors that have been closed because of sin. And we recognize that the enemy will try to make it look beautiful. He'll put everything in front of you to make it look like glitz and glamour and fame and fortune and all of that. But he does not disclose the fine print at the end. That after I finish what all it is, you mean nothing to me. Then you become dead to me because my aim was to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And you fell for it. Oh, God, I thank you. Sin speaks a dead language that should mean nothing to you and to I as believers, as followers of Christ. That language called sin should mean nothing to us. So I'm grateful for people who have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Because we find so many people that have itching ears. 
They want to hear the popular. They want to hear the expansive. They want to hear the word that's glorifying them. But God would have it that we hear the truth where he is glorified in all things. That the word is being fed to us to help us become according to his will, his plan, and his purpose for our lives. Changing us so that sin, that language speaks and it's dead to us. But we should be embracing what God speaks, what the Spirit of God speaks. When Holy Spirit speaks, back in the day, there used to be a commercial that says, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. My brothers and sisters, when we understand that the seed must die and we must be acknowledging what God says, when the Spirit of God speaks, speaks in our mother tongue, we should hang on every word that is given to us. Why? Because that word is truth. That word is life. That word is liberty. That word is kingdom expansion. That word is living and breathing and giving us new life. New life when the seed of sin dies in us. We become alive to God. That's what Jesus did. That's what this word is telling us. That's what Jesus did. He walked this earth. Jesus did. He walked amongst the people. Showing them a greater way to live. Showing them a God way to live. A way to love a way to give, a way to empower. And if Jesus did it, he said, greater works shall ye do. And you said, well, who is that? Who is that ye? It's you. It's me. When we die, when that seed of sin dies in us, then the spirit of God becomes alive in us. The word is just speaking powerfully. Hear it, verse 12. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. What you say, Apostle? I didn't say it. The word said it. Romans 6, chapter, Romans chapter 6, verses 12 through 14. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with the old way of life. Throw yourself wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead. I don't know who you are that's listening right now, but I hear clearly the Lord saying to recognize that because of the relationship you have with him, 
because you've given your life to him. You're saying, God, I hear this word, and man, is it, it's really speaking to me, but God, I'm a little bit guilty because I've not let all that sin die. I've not really experienced life the way that I could if I would submit to your will. God, I've not acknowledged and made all the changes that I need. I've not always made the decisions that would be edifying to the body of Christ. Sometimes I'm still making decisions that are going to be better for me. I know that you tell me in this word that we've got to choose this day who we're going to serve. And God, there's some days that I don't feel like I'm making the right choice, that I want to do good. I want to please you, but and he said, I hear you, and I hear all of those buts. He's saying to us right now that the seed must die. That seed of sin, however it is labeled in your life, that seed must die. And when that seed dies, And then you are transformed when you're in the right environment, being nurtured by the right people with the right spirit that will embrace your kingdom assignment and kingdom gifts that will pour into you, that will speak truth to you. Then you will come forth resurrected in Christ, glorifying him in all things. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under the old way anymore. You're living in the freedom of God. You're not living in that old way anymore, my brothers and sisters. If you're a believer and you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, you've acknowledged that there's sin in your life that needs to die. You've repented. Then God is saying, hey, come on in. Come on in. I'm no longer going to hold you captive to that sin that used to rule your life, and I don't want you to hold yourself captive to it either. I want you to recognize that who the Son sets free is free indeed, and my brother and my sister, you are free. Free to be who God has called you to be. Free to do that all God has called you to do in this earth. But in order for that to happen, my brothers and sisters, a seed must die. Our old ways must die in order to live a life for Christ. No, I didn't say you had to be perfect. That's not what I said. That's not what the word said. It says our old ways must die. They were nailed to the cross with Christ. And because he nailed them to the cross, who are we to go to the cross and be like, oh, yeah, Jesus, yo, let me take that one back. 
I know you said you went to the cross for me, but you ain't have to take that one. I think I still want to dibble and dabble in that. No, it didn't say some. Our old ways of life was nailed to the cross with Christ. That seed of sin demolished so that we could live according to God's plan. Remember again, don't give sin a vote in the way you conduct your life. Don't give sin any time of day. Don't acknowledge the enemy. Don't even run the little errands that are connected to the old way of life. Because the enemy will try to slip them in and be like, that's just small. That ain't, you ain't doing it like you used to do it. It's okay. Mm-mm. That's not okay either. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make light of what Jesus did on Calvary's cross for me. I'm not going to make light of the sacrifice. I'm not going to make life of his bloodshed. I'm not going to make light of any of that. I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to glorify God in it. I am going to be accountable to it. And I'm going to let the seed die. I'm going to let the seed of sin die so that I can live for Christ life abundantly so that I can fulfill purpose according to his original intent so that I can who impact the kingdom and make God look good. Come on, brothers and sisters. Hear what the spirit of God is saying to us today. If there is a seed of sin in you today, please know that that seed must die. The seed must die. Our old ways must die in order for us to live for Christ.